It's the matchup presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. And you know what? Another week on the PGA Tour. Why don't we go back to South Carolina? Haven't been there in a while. Third event in South Carolina this week. Uh, it's a new one. It's supposed to be the Canadian Open, of course, but uh, our um, our neighbors are not going to let that happen this year. Two years in a row now. So instead, we're going to stay right here, just north of Savannah in South Carolina. It's called the Palmetto Championship. It's at Congaree, I believe, golf club. And uh, let me tell you something. There's a lot of money there. He's, uh, there's some billionaires that I think uh, put this course together. And if you got money, you can make things happen. So the PGA Tour comes in. Speaking of money, these guys, uh, they like to make some money as well in fantasy golf, in outright bets, and they join me. Good friends of mine for a long time. You know them as a tour junkies. That's Dave Barnett and the right Pat Perry in the bottom. Just got his uh, phone propped up on a beer can. Boys, how we doing? <laughs> uh, tremendous. Tremendous to quite tremendous. We're excited. Thanks for having us on, man, uh, for the Kakalaki Championship. Uh, yeah, very excited. It's right in Pat's backyard too, right there down near Savannah, Georgia. Um, we're pumped. Pat's going to be on site, actually, Travis. I don't know if you if we told you that he's going to be there. Pat, are you? Let me guess. You're credentialed media this week. Can you hear me, Pat Perry? Somehow the PGA Tour saw. I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Very professional organization <laughs> operation we have here. God dang it, Pat. You know, Pat, can Pat, you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? There's yeah. a delay. There's a major delay. It's um back in the day when Pat would have a bunch of technical problems on our show, we called this it guy. technical technical difficulties because he said that one time. He said, I'm having some technical difficulties. Yeah. So we we kind of branded that. Pat's known for technical difficulties. I gotta be okay. honest. Um, well, there he is. Now he's in and out. It's got to be an internet situation. Now he's, now he's just playing with us. Now he can't even. Can you hear us there, Patrick? I can hear you. I don't there know. you go. Okay. Now we're back. Don't touch Pat- anything else. Leave the phone alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is what it's like. Oh, my God. <laughs> is this Pat, is Pat bad? All right. So we're going to get on with it here because, Pat, hey, you can join us if you'd fault, like and Travis, talk about for sending me this broken link to try and get on this show. I mean, I, I, what am I supposed to do here? Well, let me put it to you this way, Pat. This is the 178th episode of the Stripe Show, and I've never had this oh, issue. Cool. But that's neither here or there. I still love you. You're credentialed media. I know you're in the top 1,000 in short game in the state of, or in, in the county, in or Cal- in your, in, what is it? What is in your neighborhood? Is that what it is at this point? point? In the world. In the world. Okay. Okay. In the world. All right. Here we go. Palmetto Championship matchup. Here's how we got. We got the top ranked course value, which I think there's a few left. I know we've had a lot of um, withdrawals here. Withdrawals uh, Charlie here. Hoffman, uh, Brandon Grace. Danny Willett, you name it. Uh, so there are some people in the field still. DJ's here, Brooks is here, and a few others. We're going to start there's up top. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's not many left. We're going to start Can up you top here. Who's playing Rob Bolton? Will you just let us know who is playing the tournament? <laughs> exactly. Um, then we'll get down to the 9,000s. Um, there's a little bit there. A couple of interesting names. Garrett Higgle, I'm excited to, um, to watch him play again here in the United States. Talented young lefty on, from the European Tour. And then we'll uh, we'll get down to the eight thousands, and of course, we're gonna have to do some damage here, boys, in the sevens and the sixes. I think we're gonna have to give these folks some insight. 
and we're going to have to look ahead into the future because we don't know much about this course. So here's, here's, I'll give you my two cents, and then you boys give me what you think we're up against here with Congaree Golf Club. This has the potential to be the fastest and the firmest event on the PGA Tour. I think it has that potential. Now, will it play out that way? We don't know. Sounds like a lot of dog legs. Um, you know, we're going to probably a little bit of wind, certainly like with Kiwa, which is more seaside. Um, but fast and firm, is this like a little link style with some options off the tee to cut corners and some really difficult short game shots? That's where I'm at at this point. What do you say? Pat, you're the course guy. I'll let you go. Well, I mean, first, can I, can, it, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear now? You look great. Okay, you sound great. Look at, least you can right at least you can hear me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this course is going to probably play pretty firm and fast. I will say this. I mean, we have gotten a lot of rain in this area over the last few days, and, and I think we'll get it some again tomorrow, which will be Tuesday. Um, so it'll slow it down a little bit, but I do think this this course just lends itself the way – you know, they've set up this course. Typically, I think it's going to be pretty firm and fast. I think that you've got a lot of runoff areas around these greens. So I think scrambling is going to be important. Um, but I do think you're right. I think it's not going to play as long as this. I mean, people are going to look at this and see almost 7,700 yards. Um, it's a new course. Obviously, no one's ever seen before, but they can cut some corners out here on this course. Um, so I don't think it's going to play quite as long as people might think. Um, I'm not just going to be looking at the bomb bombers this week. Um, but I'm just interested to see, I, like we said, I'm going to be out there on the course, walking it tomorrow. I'm, I just want to kind of see what it's like. Cause, uh, I think it's cool that we're playing a new course that no one's yeah. ever seen. And we, we saw this with concession earlier in the year. Um, so it'll be interesting, but nobody really knows. Do they Travis? I mean, no, we're going to hear all the touts this week, talk about how much they know about the course, but they really don't. I no. mean, nobody knows. No one knows. And it didn't sound like there's any rough either, Dave. So this sounds like, you know, you can, you can kind of move it around. The ball's going to be sitting up no matter where it is uh, on the golf course. Like we've seen rough now the last two weeks. I, it was kind of cool. Actually, I got to tell you, it, it, I sat there and watched that tournament last week and I was like, man, it has been a long time since I've seen this kind of rough on a golf course on the PGA tour. Yeah. It was like us open last year was the last time <laughs> we saw that. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I think firm and fast is what it's going to do. Um, I think that being in the fairways are going to be critical. You know, you do read some things about how, uh, tough it is to keep the ball on the proper levels on these greens and they're, they're firm. Um, so I think you're dead on with around the green play. That's something I usually, you know, we, we're going to have a difficult golf course and something that's a little bit of an unknown that may mean, you know, scoring's not going to be great. I think, I think this is going to be a difficult test. And anytime you get that, I think around the green gets bumped up in terms of stats that you want to look at. Uh, you need those grinders. It's been compared to like the Royal Melbourne, like Aussie, Australian, mm -hmm. you know, sand belt stuff. It's been mm -hmm. Pine Valley, Pinehurst. Um, very interesting courses where you, you play the ball. The ball's meant to be played on the ground. Mm -hmm. so perfect for Pat Perry, who considers himself uh, <laughs> top 10,000 in the um, world golf in his ranking. neighborhood, in his neighborhood. Yeah. In the world golf ranking in the strictly bump and run uh, stat category. He, 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 feels like he's the man there so I'll, I'll be looking at that other than that man yeah i'm f full dgaf mode this week. yeah what yeah all right all right well let's get into it here we only got four guys here in the top here everybody else is gone 
Like they're practicing and yeah. they're out in Torrey right now and they're, uh, they're prepping. I think this course probably no rough, you know, kind of the lack of perhaps us open feel maybe hurt the field a little bit. Um, cause they're not going to get that kind of preparation here, but nonetheless, it's gonna be interesting to see. I agree with Pat. I always like seeing new courses, uh, especially if it's fast and firm, man, we don't get that a lot in the United States. The ball's played in the air. They hit it to the number. It's a little, it's a little bounce and it stops. I love seeing the ball on the ground running. Um, they have to hit it 135 to make it go, um, you know, 150, right? And you, you yeah. talk about Australia, I go back to the president's cup. That was fun to watch uh, when those guys were down there playing uh, in those kinds of conditions. All right, DJ, 11-4, Brooks, 11-1. I think the bigger question this week is who does Brooks Kepka pick a fight with this week? We'll get to that later. Matthew Fitzpatrick at 10,400. And then you got Terrell at 10 too. So I don't know, probably got to fade the top. Don't you? Are you going to, you're going to pay all that and then go down to the sevens and the sixes and fill it up. What are you going to do, Pat? I am not going to pay up for DJ and, and Brooks. I think, you know, for one, DJ just has not been there at all with this game lately. No. Um, so I just don't see him. I don't want to pay that price for him. Brooks usually, who knows? I mean, who knows what we're going to get from BK this week? I mean, he might pick a fight, like you said. <laughs> I think he's just trying to work on his game to get ready for the U.S. Open. Um, it, I mean, it could be a good course for both of them, actually. I, I like DJ's. So he's got kind of a feel type plate, you know, the way he plays. I think he can – and I think you're going to have to have that sort of um, just, like, creativity around this course. And I think a guy like DJ actually could play well um, – you know, on a course like this, but I just don't want to pay up for him as far as DK is concerned. I would rather go to the bottom of this range and pay up for Hatton. I think Hatton is a great play here, so I'm a big fan of him. Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. Well, you said around the green, Dave, of these four, last 24 rounds coming in, we both, we all use Fantasy National. I know you guys have some other softwares that you like to use. I like going 24 rounds. Um, of the four, the best short game player around the greens is Fitzpatrick. Um, but we know that, Hey, DJ and Kepka are the class, but Hatton's, you know, I look at Hatton. It's kind of like, it's almost like a little bit of ROM, um, just kind of stuck in neutral, you know, hasn't really pushed the, the accelerator. We saw ROM pop out of it last week. Unfortunate situation on Sunday can Hatton, um, you know, we mentioned the link style play. He's certainly used to that. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the hat and play. I, I gotta be honest though, we all have our guys, right? I mean, we've been Pat and I've been doing this six years. Um Fitzpatrick is kind of one of my guys right now. Okay. I 
I keep rolling with him. I've been rolling with him a lot this year. He's disappointed me the last couple of weeks. The irons have suffered a, a little bit, and I am I am concerned. What I love about Fitzpatrick is I feel like he's uh, he's a grinder. As you mentioned, the around the green play, um, great Bermuda putter. I mean, Bermuda is far yeah. and away his best surface when you look on Fantasy National, well, which is the only software we use, by the way. We love Fantasy National. Okay. Um, and and he's and he's you know he's as accurate as you know as almost any guy out there on tour but he's also gained some speed this year that's documented he's gained mm-hmm. some speed he's hitting it further as a lot of these guys are starting to do but he's still hitting fairways um he's just got to get the irons to come around i feel like you know with a lot of these big names this is one of those weeks where like they're really trying to p- get to that peak place i, I feel mm-hmm. like patrick is i mean he was on such a nice run there through like february through april and then he's, it's kind of fallen off the tracks two out of the last three weeks. And I feel like this is going to be a week where he's determined to turn it around, get four rounds in and, and, and you know, and, and even win. Like, I mean, he's still right. looking for his first PGA tour win, uh, I believe. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. Why do I feel like this course, a good comp would be Bay Hill. You know, you got a lot of the dog legs you can cut Bay Hill you can play fast and play firm. Um, not the uh, short game, not the short game demand, but and you certainly yeah. got more rough there, but it just feels, I don't know, maybe little, that's it, perhaps that. a, a fast and firm kind of, sh- we've course. seen it that way. Yeah, I could see it. Terrell. He's played well there. Mm-hmm. Think about Fitzpatrick. You're right. This is his opportunity. I mean, anything with DJ and Kep, you feel like maybe those guys are just, you know, they're there to hit some shots, kind of tune up a little bit, you know, how serious are those two taking it? They're going to tell you they are, but I mean, Come on, we've seen TJ out there free willing before, and he yeah. looks like he's he's somewhere I, else. But I, it I, does feel like Fitzpatrick, man. This is the place to get your first win. I think you make a good point. Um, now hang tight because we're gonna we're gonna go to the nines here, and then we're okay. gonna we're gonna pick a little. Um, we're gonna kind of pick a couple of guys once we get to the nines here. So Harris English ninety nine, you know Sunjay, flip your coin M ninety seven. Who knows Fleetwood? He'll get a lot of play, I'm sure at 95 especially the way his short game's been i think Poulter's an interesting name at 92 kazire might be the most underrated player the last four weeks the way he's been playing at 91 and i think gary kegel is a great story i love watching him play early in the mornings at 9,000. um i don't know dave start with you take me um what jumps at you at you at, at the 9,000. i mean right off the bat i'm a little tempted by kazire I'm, I'm also kind of a kazire guy um I played him last week when he missed the cut after coming off a back-to-back third-place finishes. Um, you know, very, very good putter. I mean, one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. The, the the irons and driver have been a little shaky. I just feel like it may be one of those names where a lot of people are going to jump off potentially mm-hmm. in the and in these, some of these these tournaments. So from a, a game theory standpoint, he's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, and he's got two top threes in his last three weeks. Like, <laughs> right. he gives you a ton. Uh, I mean, I think he gives you real win. I mean, it, almost everybody in this field gives you win equity because it's such a weak field. But I feel like Kazire is one of those guys who, if he's around the lead on Saturday, late on Saturday and into Sunday, he can close the door and finish one. Um, whereas, you know, and he's been close with two third-place finishes. So mm-hmm. I, I like Kazire. And Higo does interest me. I've, I've not really da- dipped my foot in the Higo pools this year thus far, but South African, like, you know, played well at the PGA, kind of this, he's on a course where nobody, you know, he, he has equal course knowledge as everybody else, like other than mm-hmm. like you South Carolina guys, like right. that's not a disadvantage for him. 
Um, he's as motivated, I'm sure, as anybody in the field. So I, I, he is definitely tempting to me. I mean, you got basically the only two guys that have some experience here, I think, is um, Kisner. And there's one other. I can't. It slips the top Lucas of my mind. Glover is Lucas Glover, yeah. yeah. Lucas Glover. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, every, you're, everyone else is coming in there for the first time. And Higo, um, man, he, he's he's got an impressive game. He, he's fun to watch. Right now, if you go to DraftKings Sportsbook, 45-1 to 1 is Patton Kazire to win. Higo is 46-1. to 1. And then, of course, some of the names that we just mentioned, Fitzpatrick's at 13. Terrell Hatton um, is at... 12. Yeah. Kazire is interesting. I mean, he, he, he played very good Schwab Nelson third Memorial didn't have it, but Kazire, it's interesting with Kazire and Fitzpatrick, they kind of do it a little differently. Like they, you know, they, they get it out there off the tee, although Kazire struggling a little bit off the tee and they can putt, right. They're going to kind of, they're going to get you with the putter where a lot of guys, it's the other way. They get you with the approach game and then you kind of roll the dice. Can they have a good putting week? Um, which, uh, you know, you kind of wait on with players. But when you look at the nines, are you on the Kazire train patterns or someone else? You know, I'm not as big on Kazire this okay. week. Um, now, I will say, I think he, he burned a lot of folks last week. Um, but I, you mentioned Poulter. I really like Poulter this week. Yeah. He is a guy with a ton of imagination around the greens. Um, you know, you look, you look at somewhere like Fantasy National, he's 15th in the field in scrambling. There's a lot of long par fours on this course between 450 to 500 yards. He's third in the field in that stat category. And so I think a guy like Poulter, who's got a lot of experience on tour, I think with, a you know, a new course where, you know, he'll be coming in and, and like everybody is. And with his experience, I think that could serve him pretty well this week. He putts well, um, especially on Bermuda Greens. He's top 20 in the field there. Um, and he played well recently. I mean, you look at, we talked about like some course comps. I don't think Kiowa is necessarily a, a great comp because of the wind. Uh, Cause you're not going to get a whole lot of wind out here where it is. Um, right. But it is a similar course and there's a lot of sandy areas. It's longer. You know, and Poulter can play good on a lot of different courses. I mean, he played good at Kiowa and then turns around and plays pretty well at Charles Schwab, which is a totally different course at Colonial. Um, so I, I just like his versatility, and I think uh, I think Poulter could have a good week. Uh, a lot of people might not want to pay that price for him at 9200 but, I mean, okay, we got Kazire at 9100 and I mean, Higo, and I mean, a lot of question marks with a lot of these guys. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook, it is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1. And if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TRAVIS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their game. And if they do, you will claim 
$100 in free credits. That's promo code Travis for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wagers paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yeah, you got to swallow your pride, don't you? Like 92 and Poulter because you're not used to that. You're not used to that. You look at that, oh, no, I'll pass. And you're like, well, who's around him? Last time we saw him, he finished third at Schwab. Um, You know, T21 at Valspar. So, yeah, I kind of, I've been leaning on Poulter as well the more I, I look at it. Fleetwood, I don't get it, man. Like everybody's like, he's such a good ball striker. Is he? Like he doesn't really flash statistically. You know, he's had some good short game and and I'm sure that'll get some play. I, I don't quite understand the Fleetwood love fist that I, that I see on Twitter a lot. How would you, how would you describe Sung JM as a gambler? <laughs> I mean, lately, no, no fun. Okay. I mean, but when he first came out, he was just automatic. He was yeah. absolutely automatic. Things have definitely gone downhill for Sung Jay a little bit. Um, don't know what's going on. Maybe he's got a girlfriend. Maybe he's got a girlfriend. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's doing something other than just golfing because that's what he did for freaking ever. You know, he didn't even have a home. You know, now mm-hmm. he's got a home. Maybe he's got him a lady in there. And they're, I don't think that's I, it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I, think, I'm just yeah, I, would, I would, I think Sung JM is like, if you're ever in Vegas and like you, you know, you, you happen to wake up a little bit earlier, maybe it's like, you know, eight o'clock or something, you're walking through the lobby and you're thinking, like, who is this guy that's playing blackjack at 8 a.m. in the morning? And that's because Sung is just a grinder and he's just going to keep grinding until he wins or does something well, you know? And so, like, or maybe he's playing at 6 a.m. Like, maybe you just have, like, you're at the end of your night at 6 a.m. in Vegas, and he's in there, like, just grinding away. I, I think that's what Sung Jay is. He's, he's just, like, he's like dry pre-workout so, yeah. so he can stay awake. Well, he, I mean, as much as he played yeah. golf, you know that he's not leaving the craps table. He, he's there 24 hours a day, basically. Yeah. And he's yeah. got the bankroll to do it because he did yeah. make a lot of money. At 7,500, he was cash when he came out, right? Rookie of the year. Then you get this nine ninety seven stuff, and every time like everybody's got that guy, you bet him, yeah, and he goes the other way. That's my guy. I just quit as I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Stand up light, thinking about Sung J M, and uh, yeah, you know, and Harris English, man, I'll tell you, at ninety nine, it's that feels really expensive, but you know, that's not the same guy that we saw at the early early in the season when he won. All right, so give me two guys. We got the top rank there, Dustin, all the way down to nine, Garrick. How are you going to start some lineups there if you had to go two guys uh, in that range? Who's going to go first? Um, I'm going to go, definitely go Fitzpatrick. And um, depending on Higo, we'll see how popular Higo is going to be. Yeah, I think it's good. If Higo passes like that 12 to 13, 14% ownership range, I might back off and go Kazire. Um, but I think if he stays under that, which in, in big tournaments, he probably will. I think I might lean Higa, but Kazar would be a close, a close second. Yeah, for me, it's going to be Hatton and, and Poulter for sure. Yeah, I think the top guys, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Hatton. Um, yeah, but I'm a Higo homer. I love him. I think he's great. Um, I talked to Eddie Pepperell. He was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He played with them early. I said, how good is he? He said he's really, really good. 
he said, the kid is really good. He's special. He's like, he's long, good iron player. He's got stuff around the greens. He's inexperienced, but, he, you know, like he's got the goods. He's not blowing smoke. Like, yeah, they're all good. We get that. But this kid's got it. He's won twice already. I mean, he's, and he's like, he's got three shot lead coming down the stretch and he just goes ahead and knocks it in the hole in the par three, birdies the next hole. It's like, he doesn't even, even like nothing phases <laughs> him. He just keeps going. So I, I'm pumped to watch him again this week. All right. So yeah, Higo, Hatton, those are my two. All right, moving on. Eight thousands. More to think about here. Alex Norin, 8,900. Mitchell, I like 8,800. Kisner, 87. Glover, 86. I'm sure he'll be popular. Harold Vonner, 85. Snedeker, 84. Johnny Vegas, 83. Russell Knox, 82. CT Pond, 81. Stallings and Doc Redman at 8,000. Start at the bottom there. 8,000s, you know, Redmond, Stallings, Pond, Knox, Vegas, Snedeker, Varner. Anybody's like, yeah, I got to have one of those guys. Uh, f- for me, it's it's Varner. I like where Varner's at right, Varner is at right now. Checks a box in the approach game, around the green. He's top 15 in both of those categories over the last 24 rounds. Uh, he's good off the tee. He's actually a good combination of distance and accuracy, which mm-hmm. if you can do that anywhere, that's good, right? But, you know... Um, here with all the trouble and firm and fast, I, I think that's going to pay off nicely. It's all about the putter for him. So, uh, it, but he's, he's playing well right now. I mean, he, I think he just snuck in and made the cut, uh, at the Schwab had a good weekend, finished 32nd, 47th at Memorial. Okay. But he feels like a solid cut maker with, you know, with real upside. I think, I think Varner could get his first win at this, at an event, just like mm-hmm. the PJ tour. Now he's also won the, uh, the event in Australia. So if you want to play the whole sandbelt angle, he's he won that event a couple years ago. I can't remember the name of the event. Was it the Australian Masters? I don't know. Australian PGA? I don't know. It was one of those. I think it was PGA. PGA. So uh, Varner for me is is one of the first ones that sticks out. All right, go top in. Glover Kisner, who I you guys know well, Georgia guy Mitchell Norin. Anybody jump out there, Pat, in the top in? Or are you like, yeah, I'm good. No, for me, I would say Mitchell. Um, you know, you look at his off the tee numbers, he's very good there. Um, approach leaves a little bit to be desired, but he's top 20 in that par four scoring, uh, between 450 to 500 yards. I've mentioned, um, top 20, you know, and, and, and opportunities gained. I think Keith Mitchell, you know, we saw him play well at, at Wells, at the Wells Fargo a few weeks ago. Um, so I, I like him this week. I think this is a good course for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's had some time on this course before, knowing mm-hmm. knowing Keith and being in the area and that kind of stuff. So I would I would I would imagine he has had at least you know a little bit of experience here since it's been open. Um, so I like Mitchell there at eighty eight hundred. That's kind of where I was going with it because we, we know Kisner has mm-hmm. Georgia guy Mitchell Georgia guy. I, I think yeah I would I'd be shocked if Mitchell doesn't have some experience. Mitchell's the guy that jumps out to me. I'll definitely be with him. He's uh he plays tough see. golf course as well, too. You talk about the Honda. I mean, he won the Honda's first event. Yeah. Never forget it. I touted him mm. at 150 to one. I bet him at 151. It was a great day. Um <laughs> I love Keith Mitchell. <laughs> we uh just slipped that in there. I mean, it's just yeah, one of those we'll one in there. You, you remember forty six to one. You gotta play him. Yeah, I will. You remember the big ones like that. So um oh, yeah. He plays, but he does play difficult courses as well. We just saw him play Wells yeah. Fargo. You know, he, he kind of almost took down Rory there late on Sunday at the Wells. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a St. Simons or Sea Island guy, which isn't that far from here. 
he does know a lot of those Southern, like Georgia, South Carolina, Clemson guys. So it would yeah. not shock me if he's had a peek at this place. Yeah, and I think to one. Glover is. I think I think Glover at eighty six hundred is going to. Everybody's going to be talking about him. He's got. You know, he's an ambassador for Congaree, which they don't have members. They have ambassadors. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on that guy. And I love Lucas Glover. DB knows. I'm a huge. Yeah. I'm a Glover fan, but I just don't know if you're going to get a, any value out of a very uh, potentially high owned Lucas Glover. Well, you're not if you're on fantasynational.com because the last 24 rounds in the field coming in, he's number two in strokes hand total. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he's playing yeah. really well. It's it he is, is playing tough well. to it is tough to pass him up. And but you're right. I mean, he's going to be highly owned, which doesn't mean you don't you, you have to fade him. I mean, there's chalk right. you can eat. We talk about that every week on our show. But um, you just when you combine his stats, mm-hmm. his pretty decent for Lucas Glover recent form and the whole like one of the few in the crowd that's got some real Congaree experience he is going to be popular hey I mean he's he's finished strokes game positive six of the last eight weeks I'm here for that Lucas Glover I mean that's he hasn't sniffed that in a long time so he's found some stuff and look at putter. putting look at the yeah look at the uh, that's what you're talking about the yeah. putter specifically. Yeah. it's kind of remarkable I God, mean, Lucas Glover hasn't putted, putted like this in a while Six out of the last, what's that? Six of the uh, last eight. Eight weeks? Has that mm-hmm. ever happened in his PGA Tour? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is... I can't, I can't imagine that it has. Actually, it did. It did in a quick span in late 19, early 2020. Happened mm-hmm. again in 19, like the summer of 19. Yeah, it's happened before, but man. <sighs> Kisner's struggling. We know that right yeah. now he's going through that slump as all tour players do um you know i go back to the strokes game total last 24 rounds matthew fitzpatrick was one we talked about him lucas glover's two but then here in this eight thousand range you've got noren four harold varner five snedeker 10 i mean you you got some guys here that are actually when you look at the field you know up there i mean the top five um, as far as 24, how much stock you put into that new course, who knows? Uh, but there's certainly some guys here that, you know, I'll, I'll give you, if we had to pick one, um, in this group, I'm going to take Mitchell. I know that's one of your guys, but I'm gonna do that. I'm the host. So I can do that. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> take another guy. Who do you want? 8,000 head to head. Who, who you got Glover? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, you know who I'm gonna? I'm gonna go Johnny Vegas. Yeah, eighty three hundred Johnny Vegas. I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak up with Johnny Vegas on you. Tell you what, second in the that field dude off the tee. He can, and he's played yeah. well recently. I mean, he look has. at his last few events. He's he's playing well. So I'm gonna go Johnny Vegas on you. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know. I was gonna go HV three, but I might pull a Pat and give you somebody different. I think I might go Snedeker. Okay. I'm gonna go head to head matchup here. Wow. I like. I like the grindy short game hits. It hits a lot of fairways approach plays a little spotty, but I like that for Snedeker. Snedeker's got a good short game. We know that mm-hmm. and his putting his ball striking has been okay. I want my question to Snedeker is, is there a teacher that he hasn't worked with? Yeah, no, there has he worked there with you yet? Has he worked no, with I didn't. I don't work with tour players. I that drive me right up the wall. Yes. All right, moving on to 7,000. Here's how we play the 7,000 boys. I'm going to start up top and I'm just going to go right down the sevens and you're going to tell me to stop. Okay. If there's a name that you like. Okay. 
They got to still have not withdrawn so far, right? That's right. Okay. And the first name that I see is already withdrawn. That's Danny Willett at 7,900. He's gone. Hoffman's gone. Brandon Grace is gone. Can't remember if I mentioned that. Uh, Luke List, 7,900. Matthew Naismith, 78. Martin Laird, 78. Rafa Bello, 78. You're going to stop me on this next name, aren't you? Vincent Whaley. Rafa. Yes. Yes. Pat, you stopped me no, on Rafa? I knew that was going to happen. God, I love I, I love stopped you on Rafa, Bailey. though. Actually. You did? Okay. Oh, Pat's, right. delay, Pat's delay kicking in there, huh? What do you like about Rafa? Yeah, other I, than I'm he's... stopping you on... Well, I mean, he, he, he's playing well recently. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's not just the name. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would kind of held on to him a little bit too long when he just started playing absolutely terrible. But you look at his last few events... 21st at the Byron Nelson, 32nd at the Schwab, 37th mm-hmm. at Memorial. He's playing good golf, you know? I mean, he is – and he's you know, obviously shown in the past that, you know, he could be a world-class player. Uh, now, the stats aren't going to be that great for him. He does have a good short game right now. Um, you know, he does check that box on par four scoring for me. He is a pretty good putter on Bermuda grass. So I think uh, I think Rafa at seventy eight hundred is uh, is someone that I'm gonna I'm gonna slot into to some of my lineups this week. Okay, I can go with that. I, I think that's a I think that's a fair play. Vincent Whaley, I, you stopped me there, Dave. We know he's gonna make the cut. The dude, the kid makes every cut. God, I love Vincent Whaley, and I will say I'm gonna toot my horn here because that's what I like to do. I, I was on him early. I was on him before a lot of people were on him. He works with my boy Scott <laughs> Hamilton, incredible coach, incredibly funny. Scott Hamilton, I love that guy. Works with him. I mm-hmm. mean, the kid's unbelievable. Iron plays good. Checks the box there around the green. Checks the box there. Putting on Bermuda. Checks the box there. Good drives and, and strokes getting off the tee. Checks the box there. Uh, form is great. Like what? I don't. I don't know what else to say. Freaking Vincent Whaley. Yes. I mean, I'm, let's let's go ahead and put some win money on him. I mean, I why will. not? No, I mean, well, I've got him right here in my show notes for for ours. I'm, He's I'm 110 there. to one right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Done. Done. I, Done. I mean, I, I wouldn't surprise me. No, not at all. Wouldn't it's a great surprise me. A young kid like him, it's a great event for him. Pat Perez, 77. Sup, track of 77. Vegas, 76. He'll come out of the gate. You know, you know Vegas will shoot 65 on Thursday. That's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ben Martin, yes. 76. Okay. Yeah. I knew you were going to stop me at Ben. Ben? Yeah. Very accurate player, good putter, yeah. irons are mm-hmm. solid. He's kind of all of a sudden playing decent. I mean, dude, I remember when we first started, he was a guy. Like, he was a guy you picked, and like then he mm-hmm. disappeared for a long time. But 26th at the Byron, 11th at the Wells Fargo, played well in Texas, played Corral as well. I mean, the weak field event, Ben Martin, yes, I'm going to roll with it. It'll be, he'll be like 3% owned, more than likely. And, he's, and, he's, and he loves Bermuda too, right? Isn't it, yes. His name like Bermuda, Bermuda Ben, isn't it? Well, and I was just going to say with his name, <laughs> Ben Martin, yeah. that is a name that will always be low owned. You know, that's yeah. a low owned name. Yeah. People yeah. just see Ben Martin. They're like, oh, my neighbor's Ben Martin. The guy that you know, is, does my, my taxes is Ben Martin. I, why would I want to play him? We haven't seen him since the Byron. <laughs> T26 there, T11 at Wells. Feels right. Feels right. Yeah. JT Poston, 76. Can't do anything but putt. Uh, Sabatini, 76. <laughs> Seamus Power, 75. Bohog, 75. Did you say Seamus Power? Yeah. Shit, Travis. You're Nate Lashley. You're 75. Zed, names is Pat. Seamus Power, man. 
Eric Van Royen, 75. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You That's your boy, isn't it? As, you said same as power. I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> Vaughn Taylor, 74. You know he'll be there. This is like, this is a Vaughn Taylor event, is it not? No. No. Okay. I'll keep going. Dave did Lipsky. No. 74. Lipsky, Richie Wierenski. Wierenski? Stop you on Lipsky. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I'm going to stop you on Lipsky. Okay. Seamus? <laughs> Lipsky. What do you like Lipsky for? Great ball striker. Well, He's a good ball striker. Um, he is, uh, you know, great on approach, good scrambler, and he's been apt playing fantastic on the Corn Ferry Tour. You look, go look at his Corn Ferry Tour finishes. Yeah. He's got like three or four second-place finishes this year. Um, I mean, he's a solid player. This is a weak field, so a guy that's mm -hmm. been tearing up the Corn Ferry Tour, I mean, who's to say he can't, uh, he can't play well here? Now, off the tee, that's a little bit concerning. Um, but I do think Lipsky has a good shot to uh, play well this week. There's no rough, right? There's no yeah, rough. Yeah, there is no rough. I mean, it's, hey, it's pretty wide open. You yeah. It also might be a good time to point out that Fantasy National is one of the rare places where you can get Corn Ferry Tour data like that. So Hey, I, I, I pump Fantasy National all the time. Yeah. FantasyNational.com. Check it out. It's where we're getting our stats. You, can, you pretty much think of it. You can find it at FantasyNational.com. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good point with Lipsky. There's some names in here. There's some opportunities here. Lipsky's one of them. John Pock um, was the uh, national top collegiate golfer. His, this is his pro debut uh, as David Thompson, who is another University of Georgia product. Uh, he, I think he was the number one amateur in the world at one point. This is his. He's playing in this. We saw him at the RSM Classic where he finished 23rd as an amateur. So there's names like this that – you know, we wouldn't be surprised to see up there in the top 10 by any stretch of the means. And I think Lipsky fits that. Wierenski's an interesting one, too. You know, his name will pop up there. He's kind of a little different. He's off the tee. He'll, he'll get you there off the tee in the approach game. Then he gets a little clunky with the short game and the putter. So he's just kind of the opposite player of Lipsky. I like him. Ben on 74. Not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Uline, 73. He's popped a couple times as of late. Weak filled, maybe. Yeah. Nick Taylor, 73. I like Nick Taylor. I'll just leave it there. I like Nick Taylor. Okay. He's a PGA Tour winner. He can win an event like this. He can win it. Tom Lewis, 73. Ready for this one? Mm. Wilco Ninabir, 73. <sighs> stud, stud of a kid. Um, you pronounce that better than Seamus, which is, which is weird. It is weird. Bronson Burgoon, 72. Is he South African? Yes, I think he is. Wilco. Wilco is, yeah. So we're getting down. Here's here's Davis Thompson, 72. No. I'll stop there. Oh. Why not? Right? You, you know he's played okay. this. I, I wouldn't be surprised he's played it. Yeah. In this area. He kind of – I watched David, the, uh, David is David is is, is – I think David is burned by Davis Thompson because he like when Davis Thompson was it last year when he made a debut on tour and like you just went all in on some Davis Thompson. God, I kind of did. Totally, like he didn't even. Was it the RSM? Maybe I think it was maybe the RSM. No. And and Would you take? I feel like he's got a. He, he, I yeah. Do you take Duffner over Davis Thompson? At seventy two. 
Uh, at this point, I probably <laughs> would. This week, I probably would. <laughs> Patrick yeah. Rogers is at seventy two. I saw he's leading. Uh, he's leading the U.S. Open qualifier. He was like seven under through thirteen at the Bears Club. How does that even happen at the Bears Club? My that's goodness, that's a hard oh, golf Rogers. course. Rogers is good for one round, dude. If qualifying was four rounds, he'd be trunk slamming. Monday yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's he needs to get some longer shorts too. <laughs> he's got long legs, dude. You know Sk- I mean? Scott, Pe- I got long legs, and my my shorts are longer than that. Scott Piercy, seventy two hundred. Bramlett, seventy one. James Hahn, seventy one. Shank, pride of Evansville, Indiana, seventy one. Praise God. You're gonna stop me in this next one, aren't you, Brian Stewart? Wow, I'm surprised. How about the next kind of one? A, you want to talk about some big upside? What about Norlander at 71? What the hell happened to him? Nah, man. Uh, I what love happened Hendrick. to Hendrick Norlander? I, I mean, I, him and I'll Kisner, like, what happened? I don't know. I'm done in the 7K right now. I'm well, done. Well, Roger Sloan's got potential. Roger Sloan, last 24 rounds, 7,000. Strokes gain approach, he's 11th. Strokes gain off the tee, he's 18th. Strokes gain total. He's 11th. Roger Sloan's got a lot of upside. Playing good golf. 7,000. I'll give you Roger Sloan. I feel like he always check, check, he checks a box. He checks all the boxes and then he just. You may have told me a little Make the cut. Make the cut. Make the cut. T35. Make the cut. Huh? You may have sold me a little bit. All right. We're getting. I mean, hey, look. Everybody's got a little bit of a weakness down here as we get down in yeah. the seven thousands and <laughs> the high six thousands. I mean, you know, I'm not exactly. <clears throat> I got, I'm trying to sell you here, right? That's what that's what I'm trying to do. All right, so, um, where did I leave off at? Oh, there we go. So there's, uh, I mean, there's Hubbard seven thousand. Dude's got a phenomenal short game. Hubbard got, I mean, Hubbard short game and putting is good. And then the, and his ball striking is awful at times. I mean, awful. Too long, too long for him. Yeah. What about Kramer? Hickok. I hate no. Kramer. I How about hate Danny him. Lee? <laughs> Danny, 7,000. He's, he's gained like 20 yards of distance. Whoa. but His approach yeah. game is pretty good. He, he's actually, Danny Lee's good. Actually, Danny Lee is, 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 is I got to, let me take a step back. Danny Lee's ball striking is pretty good. Um, his, his short game and putting is not, that's why he is where he is. John Puck is beginning to the 6,600. What if he just comes out and finishes top 10? Would that surprise you? Uh, I would rather have Puck, Puck than, than, uh, than Davis. Davis. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're getting down to the sevens yeah, and the too. sixes. Give me a name or two, you know, that if you had to, because you know we're gonna we, we're gonna need one of these we're gonna need one of these guys maybe two depending on how heavy you get up top. Yeah, Give me a name or two. What do you, who wants to go first here in this range? I'm gonna go Smiley Call. No, I'm just kidding. I would not get Smiley Call. Oh my god. Um, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, a great guy with great hair who's been on our show before and kind of resembles Pat Perry, but maybe a more handsome Pat. And that's Hank Lebiota, who's been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Hank here at uh, at his price, and then uh, I like Robbie Shelton. I heard a little little something about Robbie Shelton a couple weeks ago that he he I think he changed instructors or he had some sort of a breakthrough with instruction on his uh, on his ball striking, and then all of a sudden, Robbie Shelton makes a couple cuts. He's uh, he's improving his uh, his finishes there. He makes you know makes 
59th at the Schwab, 32nd at Memorial. Tough course last week. Irons are up, still a little bit iffy, but I think Shelton's an interesting play. Uh, great college career. You know, uh, he's a, he's a big time golfer. Yeah, so I think he's a breakout. Hmm. Okay, well, you took Shelton for me, so uh, let me. I'll I'll. I'll I'll say him. Another guy I would throw out here. Oh man, taking taking Shelton kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, yeah, I like Shelton too. I think that's a. I think he's definitely the highest ceiling guy there. I mean, he's. he's definitely yeah, I like Tyler. I like Tyler McCumber. I don't like how More he's been playing yeah. lately, but I do like. I mean, you look at the stats. He's he's pretty long off the tee. Good ball striker. I mean, the guy can score. I think that, uh, who knows, maybe this is a course where he can get it back. Luke Donald finished 13th at the Byron on the Stripe Show podcast on a Monday this week, short game. One of yeah, the top that's cool. 20, mm. One of the top short games in the last 20 years. Fascinating to listen to him talk about it. Very cool, yeah. Hmm. Um, You're a good-looking wife, Luke Donald has. Yeah, I like uh, it, Robbie for sure. What about Sam Ryder? He played good today. 6,500. He did play good, actually, in in the uh, in this qualifier, didn't he? Sam Ryder's Sam Ryder's a, is an excellent ball striker. I need a good putting week. Okay, I need a good putting week. I'll give you Sam Ryder. Okay, I like that. He's popped like a couple 65. times on PGA Tour events, like yeah. been in the run, and then he'll miss cut like six times in a row. So he's oh, he's yeah. a he's a boomer bust yeah. tournament yeah. play in the six K range. It is what it is. That's what it is, right? So I need okay. I'm probably isn't gonna that, be a good ball he, striker. Isn't that everybody down here? Yeah, yeah, it is. Right? It's almost everybody up to like 9K, pretty much. Let me see if I can sell you on – hold on. Let me see if I can sell you on Chris Baker at 6,200, who's right now I can always be the sold. cut. Huh? I can I, always be I sold. Can, I love yeah, Chris I Baker. I, now, I will say I had him confused for a long time with a uh, a European tour player. I can't remember his name. And I discovered it live on the podcast. Anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of Chris Baker. He's a Midwestern guy too, right? Accurate guy. Uh, yeah, well, he lives here. He lives in Jack's Beach. But he is a Midwest guy. He didn't play in like, yeah, or he grew up there. Yeah. One of the nicest sold. guys in the world too, by the way. Strokes I knew Chris. Chris, used to, Chris used to come into um, the Tour Academy at Sawgrass every single day and work on his club before he had any status at all, just grinding. And then uh, he started putting it together and, and uh, and got out there and and has played well and has maintained some status. What about Lucas? That dude can make a lot of birdies. But Jared, Beargard. Beargard. yeah, yeah, nah. Lucas Beargard. make a lot of birdies. What about the snake, Greg Chalmers, mm-hmm. sixty three hundred? You want to talk about a short game? That dude will get up and down from right now where you're sitting right now outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to be pretty disciplined in this range. Like, Smiley Kaufman is in the field. I thought you were kidding me. He is in the field. No, I'm kidding. Like Lebiota, Shelton, and uh, the one, the last one I'm going to do in this <laughs> is going to be JJ Fawn. Okay. That's it for me. I'm not touching wow. anybody else. God, I feel like I need a drink after looking at all this down here. You, yeah, you do, man. Yeah, I we thought start, you were I drinking thought, the whole time. I can't. I'm on antibiotic. My ear's ringing. So can barely what? hear. Huh? Vodka goes great with, with penicillin or whatever. All right. So I know you guys are getting ready to do your show. Tell, tell the audience about your show at tour Jack at tour underscore junkies on Twitter. Yeah. Shame. But what you're, but what about your show? 
what about our show? We do, um, we do a show. We've been doing it about six years now, and we still suck. But we have a good time doing it. We, uh, we drink, we laugh, we have fun. It's on YouTube, Tour Junkies. You can check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's on that. We do a DraftKings show. We do a betting show. And then Pat has his uh, Fantasy Golf Sommelier show where you learn about wine and alcohol as well as some, some picks, which is always funny. Good to, good to have. You can check out tourjunkies.com. There you go. Thanks for the plug. Thank you. Well, hey, Pat, have a good time at uh, Congaree. And and don't freeze up. Ask uh, thank ask you some ask some good questions in the media room, will you? Okay, I promise. <laughs> I, you know, now that I got you thinking about me, Sack TV, up. I'll, I'll do my best. Sack the up, Pat. Thank you, Travis. That's the sharpest thing you said all show. Just kidding. Right now, I'm looking. Smiley Kaufman <laughs> is fifteen hundred to one. On DraftKings Sportsbook. 1,500? Yeah. You never know when he's going to get it back. He's such a nice guy. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.